You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com, and you can keep up with the show on Instagram at wellfedwomen. Welcome to the Well-Fed Women Podcast. This is episode number 259. That's a big number. I'll get to why in a second. I am Noelle Tarr. I'm your host. I have Stephanie here with me. Today, Steph and I are going to be discussing a variety of topics that you special requested in our Facebook group, Plug Plug. Join us, Well-Fed Women Holistic Health holistic health group? I don't know. I'll link to it in the show notes. If you if you search in Facebook, uh, Well-Fed Women Holistic Health, it'll come up. Um, but we asked all of you what topics you wanted us to discuss, and we will be talking about nutritional and lifestyle recommendations for mental health support. We're going to be talking about supplements and what to look for when it comes to beauty products, uh, natural pain relievers, signs you may be working out too much, and we're going to be talking about alcohol. Before we jump in, I am super excited to announce that Optimizers will be supporting this show long-term, which y'all, our supporters, mean so much to us. And I don't think, I don't think people know how much goes into podcast productions, um, but it's a lot. And I, we do pay people <laughs> quite a bit of cash on a monthly basis to help us with editing and producing and all of that stuff. So, when we get supporters, um, it really does help us so much. So please refer back to episode 258, which is the episode, obviously, the last episode we did. Um, it's all about digestion, and it's all about how to resolve common digestive issues. I interviewed Wade, um, and he is the founder of Bioptimizers. If you are feeling like you're doing all the right things, that you are still struggling with digestive issues like gas and bloating and cramping, which... Look, those are very common things. There is nothing to be ashamed about. I recommend starting with a high-quality enzyme and then try switching to a proteolytic probiotic. I have become such a big fan of Bioptimizers because they have done the research and they're building a company to help people fix their digestion with actual research, which is lacking so much in the supplement industry. So if you've never tried enzymes before, or maybe you have and it just didn't work out, I encourage you to give Masszymes a go. It's a full-spectrum enzyme formula with five different kinds of protease, which is the enzyme that is the catalyst for the breakdown of protein. And actually, undigested proteins is what causes a lot of gut dysfunction. So that's really why it works. And then their probiotic, which is P3OM, it's a proteolytic probiotic, which means, again, it digests protein. It is antiviral, and it actually eliminates pathogens and waste and is maintainable in the human digestive system, which so many probiotics are not. Um, once in your body, P3OM is a super strain, and it doubles every 20 minutes, and it helps to get rid of the bad guys before it is safely eliminated. So I recommend giving both masszymes and then P3OM a go. Um, so many individuals suffer from digestive issues because any protein in your body that doesn't break down, it creates digestive distress. It creates gas, bloating, constipation. So the combination of P3OM and then masszymes ensures that all of the protein you consume breaks down into absorbable amino acids. Use our code to get 10% off. Buy optimizers. So it's B-I and then optimizers, O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash wellfed10. 
Or um, you can just use the code. It's wellfed10 at checkout and you'll get 10% off. And please let us know how it's working for you. I'd really like to hear your feedback. Okay, welcome. Hi, Steph. <laughs> Hello. Hi. We were having a, such a wonderful discussion before uh, we started recording, and I was like, let's just record, because we got lots to chat about. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know if you realize this, but this is, at the conclusion of this podcast, this is going to be our, our five-year anniversary. Uh, well, I know this because it's almost February, and I saw it in your show notes, uh, <laughs> so I, I can't affect surprise right now, but uh, I... Give me, give it your best shot. Oh my God, I, I cannot. No. <laughs> Where? <laughs> okay, wait, wait. wait, wait. Just... How, would, how would Steph react to that? I don't know, but I really liked that accent you just had. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, <sighs> you'd, be, you'd probably be like, how lovely. And you'd feel all the feels and we'd, no, well. we'd hear you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you'd feel all the feels and we'd hear you feeling it. Um, We've been on such a beautiful journey. <laughs> That's me, but like slightly sarcastic. Yep. Yep. I hear it. Uh, okay. So if you're an OG listener, you know that we started this podcast five years ago. We were two 20-somethings. I was kind of like reminiscing all about this when I was thinking about when I added this in. Um, and he and I were both passionate about paleo and paleo for women. and all. <laughs> um. And really, it's just turned into this awesome podcast. Five years later, both of us now shifted living in, our best lives. Shifted into the thirty something, struggling a little bit. We're on the struggle bus, but you know, we have this really casual conversational podcast, which I love. Um, and it and we just really, you know, we're talking more about pursuing holistic health in general, physical, mental, emotional. Um, as a woman in our modern culture, and I think that that voice is really important. It's important that we. Um, continue to speak and be and 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 represent our voice in this community because gosh, there's just so much that so much bullcrap out there, and so I I just appreciate all of you um who are who have been OG listeners but new listeners too because we have a lot of new listeners and you know it's been cool to do life with you all and I do feel like you guys are our friends and we we really appreciate your support and your reviews and your kind messages and following us on Instagram and Facebook and all the things and it's just it's been really fun I've enjoyed the last 5 years quite a bit this is really the only thing I've done consistently in the past 5 years besides be married yeah well that's also not small true yeah yeah you've changed a lot i was trying to think back of like what were we were doing in our first episodes, and I was—I am I, I, sorry. Go what? ahead. <laughs> Wait, what were you? Th- what What were you doing? Well, it just—it's very clear. Like I have very clear images. Oh, I don't know. Tell me. Like, did you don't see that very? Is it fuzzy for you? It's a little fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I was actually living in Spain at the time, and remember sitting at my table. My at the only time in my life I lived in a one bedroom apartment alone. I think. And I was sitting at my table and the sun would like come in the windows and it had those, um, it's like those very tall, like floor ceiling windows that had shutters on them. And it Mm. opened to this big street and it was this big like festival street. And I just remember the sun coming through that window and sitting at the computer and you being like, the sound just isn't good enough. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know what to do, <laughs> which is basically set the stone, for, set the tone for the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> you had this beautiful image and then you're like, and mm-hmm. you were saying the sound sucked. <laughs> well, it did. So thank yeah. you everybody for your patience. I'm just horrible at <laughs> ma- many things. <laughs> you know, yeah, we've worked it out. We figured it out. Also, until like two episodes ago, you're recording on the wrong side of the mic. Um, but I, but having a good editor also helps too. So once I found the people that help me do all the editing, they change they change a lot of the sound levels, and I think it evens it all out. But um, I do remember. I think I we lived in Annapolis, and I my work was up in an attic, and so I do remember sitting in that attic um, and trying to record and having the the microphone like on the desk and every time I hit the desk oof, it like made terrible sounds again I'm going back to sound um it made terrible sounds and so then I'd, I remember putting so much time into editing and like I would hear those sounds and I would hear how much we screwed up and it just <laughs> which I mean maybe now I don't listen back like I used to so we probably still do a lot of flubs but and they're taken out so wonderfully but yeah I just it was such a different phase of life for both of us. And I do, I, it was funny because I, I remember you really hoping, I remember you being in Boston, I remember you dancing a lot, and I remember you really hoping hoping to um, go to Oxford. So it's just cool to see how it all, where we are now. So much life has been lived. Yeah. So much health true. has changed in <laughs> various ways. In various ways. Um so talk to me. Uh, okay, so I got a little message from mm. from your squeeze, mm. <laughs> and he said, "I need to make an amendment to the pot." He was listening to our podcast, um, our last one we did together, and he said that you guys do fight, and that you fight over food. <laughs> I didn't ask any further questions, but we had started to talk about this before we started recording. Well, for the record, I am correct. (laughs) Of course. That's the understood. That's really all I have to say on the matter. Um, So shall I speak to this? I would like you to to speak to this and also speak to what you're doing now with your food. So, (laughs) great. Uh, I think there were probably two primary categories of ways in which myself and Squeeze uh, disagree about food uh, or fight, I guess. Um, (laughs) One is uh, that he tends to foreground it in his experience of life. And so we'll often say, for example, post Instagram stories about what he's uh, eating. And that is not something that I particularly care about at all uh, doing for myself. I appreciate what he does. And I have been able to learn uh, about human experience through his lens. Uh, but it's just it has never been and will never been the way that I live like y'all. Have, and if any of you have followed me for any amount of time, you know that I just, you know, I'm not on the recipe train. <laughs> like the, <laughs> That will, that will never be a the thing. The train passes by you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I am on the train of like, well, you'll click on this, see more on my Instagram post and then read a few paragraphs about like feminism and empowerment in the modern world. So it's just it's a different approach to things that matter to all of us. Um, so that's, that's one way we disagree. And the other is, um, I, don't, I don't know, he and other people in my life uh, try to get me to eat a lot 
because they think I either don't eat or I don't eat enough or I don't eat the right things, you know, or like I need if I'm unhappy, I need food. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I understand that we do all need sustenance and need to care for ourselves. But I I know I know I do know what I need. And I'll say that to him and he might be like, mm, do you? <laughs> I'll be like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> um, and so like currently I am pretty low carb. Uh, and I do intermittent fast, uh, not in any way where I'm like, oh, I have to make sure I hit my window today or whatever. But, uh, just uh, honestly at in the library, like you're not allowed to have food in the library. And so it's just very natural for me to, to swing into those patterns. Uh, and it, and it feels good. And so if people try to insist that I eat at a time, I don't want to, or that I have carbs at a time I don't want to, I'll say no. And people often, uh, I mentioned to this earlier, a lot of people are like, Steph, you never eat. I'm like, correction. I never eat in front of you. <laughs> It doesn't mean I don't eat. I just like, you know, I do a lot of my eating while I'm like working in private or um, watching TV before I go to bed. Like it's just uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know if, if it's not a time I don't want to eat. I don't eat that. I mean, I, I bet you a lot of people who are doing lower carb or who are doing intermittent fasting, um, I bet you that they have those similar struggles because they're not eating all the time. They're not snacking. They're not eating the traditional foods that are available. So yeah, I bet you it's something that everybody deals with. A lot of people deal with. I even, I mean, I mean, I'm eating a lot, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that I don't eat that a majority of the people do. So it's still odd that, you know, I don't eat bread or gluten. I don't eat a ton of like dairy, you know, if we go out to eat, I'm not usually buying this, get, like ordering the same things that the other people are. So, and it's, it's an interesting thing. I just find this really, I don't know, like people think they need to like exert their opinions. And I'm not talking about your relationship or anything like that. Cause that's a different dynamic, but just like friends feel like they need to like, for you to eat the same way that they do. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't care. I'm never going to comment about anybody's food. Like no. you do, you. If that's what makes you feel good, then cool. Like, yeah, I agree. And you can casually just dis like you can discuss together right. what you think is best. But I'm. I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of telling people what to do. Yeah. So. Rightly so. Would you like to get into the questions? Yes, I would because they look great. Yeah. This will continue our discussion. Um, first of all. We hear you loud and clear. There was a lot of requests for for us to discuss how to support your body through more serious mental health issues um, like PTSD and addiction and stuff like that. So I am going to search for some experts in these topics and do some interviews. I would like to find somebody who appreciates the ideas behind ho like holistic health in general and how to support yourself through like processing and going through like how, how to support your body through trauma. And I've been hearing a lot about tapping. Um, and so I do want to explore that a little bit more. So that is all to come. Um, but today we're just going to talk about general topics. I think the, the first question we'll, we have is just about supporting your body through mental health issues, which Steph and I have our own experiences with. So this is Jenna, 
And she says, as a therapist and a yoga teacher, I'm definitely interested in nutritional and lifestyle recommendations for mental health support. It's, okay. I'm going, I guess. So um, I actually, when I, when I opened this document, I started thinking about like what specific recommendations I would have for that sort of thing, especially for somebody who then goes on to make recommendations for other people. Um, nutritional and lifestyle recommendations for mental health support. Lifestyle recommendations. I have so many. Uh, I think it's probably we're talking about support. I firmly believe that investing in developing relationships with a lot of people or like at least a, a few is really, really helpful because I think many of us, it's very hard often to form uh, deep connections with a large number of people for many reasons. You know, like it's hard to find people you can trust and the like, or you're married and it's hard to maintain friendships outside of your marriage or more than one or two. But uh, I think it's very important for our mental health that we uh, keep eggs in more than one basket, so to speak. And this following this pattern and making sure that I'm cultivating, actively cultivating relationships, even when I'm pressed for time, like carving it out has been so important for me because that consistent network will always be there for you, right? And if one person can't show up for any particular reason, you have other people, right? This is why we often talk about like support networks. And so I am such a huge fan of that. I'm sure that there are are tons of resources in the world. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't tell you what they are um, that help you, you know, that can help people, uh, especially if you're, um, it would depend on what your specific problem is that you're dealing with, whether it's time management or social anxiety, or um, perhaps your male or your husband or whatever, uh, can't reach out to men because the, it's very hard to form vulnerable male friendships. Like find whatever your barrier is to having a lot of support in your life and then go after it. Uh, and I think that's a very healthy way uh, to be supported uh, mentally. So I'll just leave that at that as my one little tidbit. Uh, in terms of nutritionally, uh, I am a huge fan of uh, <laughs> eating what's good for you. Like I honestly, at any given point in time in your life, there will be foods that resonate with you more than others. And I think, and I talk about this a lot, so forgive me for repeating myself, but I honestly think including foods that make you happy for whatever reason, so long as they don't hurt your health, is good for you, even if they're not particularly healthy, you know, so I would do that. Oh, and I do want to circle back. I do have one specific recommendation. I do YouTube yoga. I don't know if anybody like does that, but I do it at home by myself pretty much every day. And I love it. And uh, I do have a favorite person I follow. Um, I follow five parks yoga. I think they're fantastic. Uh, but there were so many different, uh, you know, ways that you can YouTube inexpensively at home to get that, that, that kind of consistency that, you know, there are some people who post every day. Um, the reason I like five parks yoga is because they do a uh, vinyasa flows that I like a lot. And that's something that I can talk about now. Um, who are you, man? I'm just <laughs> baffled. I'm going to start. Um, I bought a, I have a few tripods. I bought a new tripod. I'm probably going to um, take some like videos of me doing yoga and then speed them up and then put them on Instagram because I don't, that's apparently something I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I can do cool stuff. So, um, and I, I love yeah. the practice. So. I, 
I'm sure you can with your background. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so those are just like my tidbits. But this is such a, you know, it's such a huge and, and broad question. It really is. I think that's the struggle. And so this is a whole podcast topic. But um, gosh, you're so right. It's so hard to mm-hmm. like you have to be very intentional to to seek out friendships when you're an adult and even foster the ones that you already have. Mm-hmm. I, I it's it's really hard. So, yeah, I mean. I think I'm in a phase now where I'm doing exactly that, which is interesting that you're kind of having to do that as well. And I did have just like a sit down moment with my husband, like, hey, what are we going to do in the next few years to really make sure that we're more supported and not just exhausted? And I think we are going to try to and just like lift it up a little bit more. Um, For us, it's we, you know, we're considering, okay, do we get a gym membership and maybe start taking classes or take like a spin class or whatever so that we get out and we're interacting with people and we we can get to know people that way? You know, can we make sure, how can we make sure we're going to church more? How can we, which, you know, my husband works on Sundays, so that's kind of the hard part about that. But um, how can we make sure that we are just like getting out in our community and doing things that we're passionate about. So we both have directed races before. Is there a cause that we are excited to be more involved with? Are there uh, community events? Can we volunteer? Um, and so we're really taking a lay of the land and trying to figure out like, how can we foster relationships? Um, Cause it's just huge. I think that's been so lacking other general things. Um, Obviously, nutrition is very important, and we've talked a lot about that in so many of these episodes. But, um, you know, eating whole foods is always like nutrient dense foods is always going to be a really, really great thing for your mental health because, you know, nutrient deficiencies specifically, even at like if you're deficient in magnesium, if you're deficient in fat soluble vitamins, all of those things can not give your body the raw materials it needs to create happy chemicals in your brain. Personally, for me, when I was eating vegetarian, I struggled more with anxiety. Um, And once I started eating more fat, (laughs) like, please never, please don't do low fat um, if you're struggling with mental health. Um, Once I started eating more fat and more grass-fed, high-quality meats, that's when I had a I had more of an ability to manage my mental health space, I guess is what I would say. Um, Obviously, I had my own set of struggles because of postpartum, which, of course, sleep played into that. So I think nutrition is one of those pillars. Eat good fats, fat-soluble vitamins, and high-quality protein that has all of the amino acids that you need to make neurotransmitters. Um, The other pillar of that is definitely sleep. And I think that so many people want to get sleep and they can't get sleep. So I have an episode coming up that I'm going to talk a little bit more about sleep. I did actually have one with Sean Stevenson and we talked about sleep, but I'm going to kind of have a second part of that um, where, yeah, we're just so stimulated all the time with our computers, with our phones, with every, everything we're doing. We are we have quickly catapulted ourselves into this overstimulated culture. Um, not only like, not to mention the content that is stimulating us, which is just Instagram and Facebook and comparing and all these people doing all these things. And it's just like our brains are just on like hyperspeed all the time. And so I think that moving forward for mental health, we have to adjust how we are interacting with social media. And we also have to adjust how we're letting it stimulate us. And also we need to be able to block out the blue light. 
um, and reduce that stimulation, especially at nighttime, so that we can sleep more and have higher quality sleep. And then the other pillar is lifestyle stuff like exercise. I know exercise and yoga is, um, which is so funny, is is so great for mental health. And if you don't want to do yoga, Pilates, some some sort of slow restorative movement, walking, um, all of that is crazy good for mental health. Like walking out in the sunshine is just, can do more for you than most things. Um, and also I just, I think in the future, what I want to do is explore what it, what it means to release some, like, I feel like a lot of people, and this is of course where therapy comes into play. So that's the underlying of all of this. You've got to see a therapist. But I do believe that a lot of people have underlying traumas or just, and when I'm saying trauma, I don't mean the worst of the worst on the scale. I'm not talking about, you know, going to war and having PTSD. You can have PTSD from a lot of things, not just going to war or being involved in a, in a tragedy. Um, so I think a lot of us are unable to process and we're, and our, in our culture, we're able to suppress what we're dealing with a lot more and a lot easier. Um, and so I kind of want to explore that aspect of just like processing trauma, all levels of trauma and how that can actually help your body heal. So that's what I want to do in the future. I love that. Second question is from Mandy. I would love to hear more about what supplements you both have been taking and finding results with lately. Steph, who... Steph is who got me on to magnesium L3 and 8. And well, you and I have both been loving liposome vitamin C and lauracidin. I would also love to hear about what books, audiobooks, and podcasts you're both enjoying. Uh, unfortunately for y'all, I have nothing new to add. Um, I've been on the same supplement regimen now for a couple of years, and I love it. I take uh, magnesium 308, which is the only form of magnesium uh, designed to pass the blood-brain barrier. Uh, I take one whole capsule of it, which I think is like 20, it's, uh, I actually don't know how much it is. I take the Life Extensions. Uh, I always I always consistently take that brand. I've tried some others and for some reason always circle back to this one. Um, I take one capsule every night. I break it open in my mouth and chew on it so it can get into my blood faster, at least that's my theory. Um, <laughs> I, I take a little bit of melatonin, like a tiny bit uh, of melatonin every night just to help reinforce the regularity of my circadian rhythm. And I take a little bit of glycine. I take, uh, I break open a capsule and take about a 20 to 25% of a glycine capsule. Uh, glycine is an amino acid um, that sort of balances, you know, we tend to eat a lot of muscle meat heavy proteins in our diets, which is fine, but it skews the amino acid profile that you're consuming. Uh, in a particular direction that it wouldn't necessarily be if your diet also included a lot of bones and skin and sinew and the like. Now, I do eat a lot of bones and skin. Most of my protein intake is like a whole animals, including skin. So I would have, I often have a chicken, like a whole chicken, and it lasts me you know, several days or something like that. So I do eat a lot of skin, but I like to supplement that because glycine uh, is an amino acid that helps your uh, brain enhance uh, 
the conversion of excitatory neurotransmitters to inhibitory ones. So something like glutamate, which makes your brain amp up, uh, gets more easily converted into something like GABA, which helps your brain calm down. And it's one of the uh, best things I think I've ever taken for my sleep. So I do that. I also now take caffeine in the day. I like to do it uh, between three and six hours after I wake up. Um, If I take it earlier than that, or later, I'll have a big crash, which is interesting. Uh, but if I take it around that time, then I don't. And I think this also helps regulate my circadian rhythms, which is why I'm uh, mentioning it. Uh, I only I don't do much up to like one, maybe two cups of coffee, but um, up to one cup of coffee a day. In terms of books, audiobooks, and podcasts I've been enjoying, I never, ever, 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 ever listen to audio books or content of any sort. Um, <laughs> I just, I can't, I don't, I just feel like I don't have time, you know, um, I don't have a long commute and on it, I like to um, have quiet in, in my brain space. So I actually, I don't consume audio visual media um, books. Uh, can I tell you about a TV show I'm watching? Uh, I'm watching The Good Place. <laughs> I'm watching The Good Place right now. Are you? Oh my God. Sweet. I am cheating yeah. like to a T. <laughs> I've, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> so I've been, I've been watching. Um, so today is my first day, like kind of off work, and I mean, including weekends and like months. So I've been watching The Good Place today, and literally taking my phone and taking all these videos of Chidi saying things and sending them to friends and <laughs> posting them on my Instagram, being like, "Isn't this me?" <laughs> oh my gosh! I need. I now need to rewatch that with that lens, and I would die. <gasps> I haven't watched the last season. I think that came just came out. Last I'm in season, season one. The first I'm in season one. Oh man! Yeah. So that uh, is so funny. I, I the show. I, I I didn't love it at first, but I had a feeling it would get better. And now I just like I adore it to the end of the world and back. So yeah. yeah. Um, did you watch by any chance the Cheer documentary? I did not. I know it's not. I know you know Netflix keeps showing it to me like it wants me to watch it, and I'm like. Ow. <laughs> I, don't, I also don't watch documentaries. It's like something okay. I never do. I, okay, so this is sort of a di- documentary, but it has it has six episodes, oh, okay. so it's more it's almost like a reality show, but not oh, cheesy great. reality. It's like you follow people's stories. Sure. Yeah, it's good. Okay, I thought it wasn't something that everybody was going to watch, but apparently it's like taking the nation by storm, which makes me very happy because I feel like it's giving a little bit of validity to competitive cheerleading. Like it's not it's a it's a very, very intense and dangerous sport. And that's the only time I have ever gotten surgery in my life was because of an injury from cheerleading. So it's just, it's cool. And I actually compete. So they, spoiler alert, they compete um, in Daytona on this stage. It's called the NCAA championships. It's basically where like all the college, um, like competitive cheerleading teams go and compete. And um, I actually competed on that stage Ah! back at, Back in 2008. You're basically famous. No. No. 2006. I graduated in 2008. It was 2006. Yeah. So it was cool. It was very nostalgic. And my my husband watched it with me, which was very nice of him because he was like, I want to see what your life is like. Aww. And it gave a very, very accurate depiction. Um, it's not. And it, it makes me, this is a tangent, but it sort of is making me, I don't know. I, I keep trying to go back and forth with what do I want to do with Stella? What do I want to expose her to? She is all into backflips and tumbling. And so I do want to put her in gymnastics. Um, 
but I, I'm trying to, if she ever brings up cheerleading, I'm trying to figure out what do I, what do I want to do with that? Because I have very mixed feelings about, you know, all of it. So it's, it just made me think a little bit, mm-hmm. but it was a very accurate depiction. It's, it's a very image conscious sport. I, it's a very, you know, when you get to this high level of sports in general, it's never healthy right? There's always, you're overtraining, you're getting way too many injuries. Like they had two athletic trainers, which by the way, I had zero. I had to like, when I was hurt, I had to go into the athletic training room and find the soccer athletic trainer, the, the athletic trainer signed a soccer team because we had none. So it was very cool to see that they had two, but man, they're constantly working with them on concussions and tons of issues. So it's, I don't know. Um, but it, it's, it's very, it's a very image conscious sport, but it's also, you know, you're in front of people. It's very, it's, there's a lot of injuries. I don't know. Um, I'd be interested to hear everybody's thoughts about what, what do you think? (laughs) Help me, help me. What do you do with your daughters in sports? I mean, how, how I'm kind of confused about how to go about this. Like, I'm like, I want to put her in gymnastics and and things and team. I definitely want to do a team sport and expose her to that. Um, you know, I don't know. Help me, folks. Help me. Post in the Facebook group. I am the same way. I don't do audiobooks. I do do podcasts. Uh, I do listen to, this is going to throw you for a loop, but like economics podcasts. Like I love Planet Money. Um, let me bring up what's in my It doesn't Emily surprise right me at I all. Lo- oh, really? No, it makes total okay. sense to me. Like you strike me as the kind of person that's very entrepreneurial and likes to think about like, not that in any kind of like evil way, you know, but just like consumerism like, likes, to underst- likes to understand yeah. like, the, you know, the social world of, you know, marketing and how to fit into it. And, you know, and it, it's yeah. interesting and it makes you better at your job, you know, and understanding people. And it's true. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, I do love how I built this. If, if you listen to that, it'll you'll get you just love it. It's so good. They do really great job telling people's stories, entrepreneurial stories. Um, the indicator from planet money is a good one. There's this one I've been listening to. It's called (laughs) Steph. Yeah. I guess all of these are entrepreneurial. It's called the startup podcast. Um, there is this, so y'all podcasts have exploded by the way. And there is a company. So a lot of bigger podcasting companies are now doing podcasts. Uh, obviously, NPR is a major producer. Gimlet Media started as a podcast company, started intentionally producing podcasts and recently sold for like, oh gosh, I can't remember, $250 million or something like that. They were bought out by, I think, Spotify. Um, so podcasting is is becoming a huge thing, but it's also kind of it's hard for people like Steph and I because we're never going to be some Gimlet Media podcast, you know? Like they 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 have so much marketing and like efforts put into producing these their podcasts, and so and now all these famous people are starting podcasts. So yeah, um, you got to tell your friends about our show in order for us to <laughs> grow. Um, I also have this. It's a it's another Gimlet um, podcast. It's called Motherhood Sessions, and it's actually a therapist talking to moms about common issues that they are working through. And one of the last ones I listened to, I just find them all very very um, interesting. Was um, she she was interviewing a mom who was an immigrant, and her and she was very worried about her child growing up in this country with a lot of privileges that she didn't have and like maybe not liking her kid. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe feeling a little bit like, Oh, I don't want her to grow up 
and not have my background and that sort of tension um, that exists. You know, she had it was a new baby. Anyway, it's just a lot of topics that are, I think, very easy to relate to. I'll stop there. I have so many. But um, and then supplements. Okay, I take a lot because I'm just sick. But yes, the vitamin C is huge. Y'all, please. I think it's going to be the new currency. Um, just it treats so many different diseases and issues, viruses and, and like infections. Um, so first sign of infection, start taking vitamin C. That's my story. Um, I love, okay, so I've been taking a new magnesium and it does have magnesium L3 and 8 in it. It's called magnesium breakthrough. It's actually by Bioptimizers. Um, it's a combination of like six different types. Ever since I started taking that, I knock out at night. I sleep so hard. I don't even remember waking up in the middle of the night. So I'm guessing it's because I used to take a magnesium glycinate, but now I'm taking a mixture and it's 500 milligrams, whereas before I was taking like two to 300. So whatever it's doing, I am on board. Um, Laura Sidden. Have you ever heard of Laura Sidden, Steph? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. It's like um, Lauren, which is that component of coconut oil that is antiviral and antimicrobial. And they're actually thinking that it can be used as an alternative to treating antibiotic antibiotic resistant bacterias. Um, so anyway, I've got that. And I'm so I start taking that now, the first sign of infection, which she Mandy mentioned. Um, what else? What else am I loving? I take a lot. I do take a lot right now. I take a prenatal. I am taking um, salmon oil from Vital Choice for omega-3s. I take three a day. I love my vitamin D. I take that from Seeking Health. Um, yeah, I can take a picture of all the things. But the what, the thing that really is rocking my world right now is the magnesium breakthrough. Okay. So, okie dokie. Um, and Mandy also asks, it would also be super cool to hear an episode specifically about skincare and beauty products from both Beauty Counter and other clean brands you enjoy. This isn't going to be an episode, but we'll try to we'll try to narrow this down. Um, so the only uh, the only alternative, whatever, the only products that I use now are Beauty Counter. Oh, I take that back. <laughs> um, I do also really love Anne Marie skincare. Um, I love its approach. I love its ethics. I love. Um, I'm currently using its shampoo and conditioner. Uh, so I, I. Oh really? Yeah. I'm looking for a new one. Yeah. Anne-Marie Skincare. Okay. I need it. I need a good shampoo. Yeah. And they're a wonderful company to just work with in general. So um, I'm a big fan of them. And I'm also actually uh, using their body scrub. I do prefer beauty counters, <laughs> um, but I like the Anne-Marie one as well. It just has the Anne-Marie one is slightly less uh, exfoliating. And I like a, a body scrub that's very exfoliating. And I really love Beauty Counters. Um, it's got a nice exfoliating texture to it and then still leaves your skin really soft. Um, I've just run out of it. Um, so, uh, yes, I, I do. I adore Beauty Counter. I've spent a lot of time over the last couple months playing with all of the products to figure out what works best for me and talking with people about what works best for them. And I feel like I'm starting to really get a good grasp of what my skin responds to and why, which is just really fun. And so in terms of specific products, like I actually am circling back to really loving Countermatch as a moisturizer. I don't know. I feel like Noelle might agree mm -hmm. with me, but um, 
Yeah. I am uh, so I'm using both counter match and counter time. Counter time is the one that's supposed to, you know, have really great anti aging benefits, and uh, it does, <laughs> presumably. Uh, but what I what I really love is that I think counter match is just an excellent moisturizer, and being so well moisturized is really really important for countering aging. And so I'm actually using both counter time and counter match. Uh, and I love that. And there are various products in the lines that I, you know, lean into at different times and I'm playing with at different times. And um, I use oils at different times, like all this different stuff. Um, but I, I really mm-hmm. adore it. And I love how um, I have the uh, flexibility and, uh, you know, I love that I, I sort of have learned the products so well um, that I can, use, you know, figure out all of these different times and just play with what works for me when. Um, so, yeah. I, th- I think that's something that I-, I didn't realize and a lot of people don't realize is that you can alternate things, alternate cleansers and moisturizers for different parts of the year or at different times in your cycle. And that makes a huge difference. So, yeah. Um, and then like during stressful times, because gosh, my period just came back from post like postpartum. And now I getting all these little breakouts. It's not fun. So I've been using the clear pore cleanser, which is specifically for acne prone and or oily skin. And I do not have oily skin, but it's been so lovely. (laughs) It's actually solved a lot of my issues. So Um, I really struggle with the cosmetic industry because like Stephanie, I have done a lot of research over the past year or two. I think most of you know, we are all about hormonal balance and what like being very intentional with what we're exposing ourselves to. And I think that now that I have been getting older is that it, I'm not responding super well to things anymore and I have to be very intentional with what I expose myself to. All of this is to say it's hard for me to now try other things knowing what I do know. Um I'll just I'll just do a quick rundown because I think that this is important. Um the three, what I use to evaluate whether or not I'm going to try a product or use a product. Um, there are technically like in my, this is just my rundown. There are three big problems with beauty products. The first is that the majority of cosmetic products are contaminated with unsafe levels of heavy metals, sometimes also asbestos. And cosmetics end up being one of the main ways that we are exposed to heavy metals. Um, and they basically contaminate cosmetics either through the manufacturing process or they contaminate the natural colors that are used to formulate the product. So there is absolutely no testing for heavy metals, especially when it's it's contaminated in the manufacturing process. There's no, like companies don't have to test the end product to make sure that it wasn't contaminated. Um, so really a company needs to test both through the process, raw materials through the process and end products. Um, like there was this, a recent, I think it was back in, it was like probably two years ago. Um, there was a federal analysis that found that over 400 different shades of lipstick and they were from popular brands like L'Oreal and Maybelline were contaminated with lead. Um, and so that bothers me. So all types of makeups, whether it's natural or high end, may contain heavy metals such as lead and aluminum, 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 aluminum and um, mercury you know, we, we all know those. Um, and it's not going to be on the ingredients list. So I have a very hard time now 
like exploring other options because I really want to make sure that companies are testing. Um, And chronic heavy metal exposure, it has clear links to cancer, birth defects, kidney disease, lung damage. um, And it can mimic, some research is suggesting that it can mimic estrogen in the body and even bind to estrogen receptor sites, which then can, it's, that's the pathway that it becomes um, carcinogenic. So the second thing is that obviously, a lot of cosmetics products have harmful ingredients like endocrine disruptors and carcinogens. Um, there's zero federal regulation of the cosmetic industry. Um, a lot of products contain parabens and phylates. They're, those are known endocrine disruptors. They can lead to estrogen dominance, thyroid disorders, breast cancer. I, I'm just getting to this point where I wholeheartedly believe that reducing our exposure to these like you know, endocrine disruptors from our environment which we can control mostly with personal care and household products, um, is just going to become vital to overall health because estrogen dominance is like, it's just on the rise. So, um, and then the third issue, which is becoming more important to me, is that the supply chain for ingredients in cosmetics is super shady and super corrupt. And if you're if you're buying a product that has mica in it, it's likely been the result of child labor. Um, there's a lot of forced labor um and child labor and also just like completely like they get pennies for the work that they do um, for the people who are actually mining mica and NBC and a lot of people have been doing a big some big highlights over the past six months about it um, which it just sucks but luckily like with coffee and chocolate so both of those two things and bananas too I'm sure like most people in this world are familiar with some of the issues with those um products as well. There is a way to responsibly source it. However, it's just a new initiative and it takes significant work to guarantee that the supply, like the sourcing and the supply chain, it ha- really, you really have to personally investigate it. So I have a hard time um, like going outside of Beauty Counter at this point. Um, and it's, that's just where I'm at in life. I don't apologize for it. I do use Primally. Um, so my favorite thing, yes, I love Beauty Counters and Beauty Counter recognizes all the things they there's no harmful ingredients they test for contaminants and then we are personally vetting all of our supply chains especially specifically for mica um so i just i love i do rotate i rotate <laughs> like you steph i use the counter match um but i also sometimes use counter time i think we're in this interesting time you and i in our mid-30s where we want to prevent but we also want to reverse (laughs) so like prevention is hydration and then reversing would be um retinol alternatives so i kind of like vacillate between those two um i also love primally pure's everything spray oh my gosh it is the best it's like a that's what i use for a toner um and then the one product that I do use that is not cosmetic in terms of beauty products is something by Thrive Cosmetics, which is a safer brand as well. Um, I, I can't, I, I really like to have long eyelashes and there is this <laughs> liquid lash. What? I adore you. I adore you so much. Okay. I like my long lashes. So I, do you curl your eyelashes? No, I did when I, no, I haven't in a long time. I just, extra okay. steps, extra things. I just know. I can't not because my hair is so stick straight that it like I feel like it gets into my eyes if I don't curl Mm. them. So anyway, I curl them and then I use this by Thrive Cosmetics. It's a liquid lash extension mascara. I love it. But you could you could technically use like a a liquid lash extension and then apply mascara. But I like that it's in one. 
yeah. Um, oh, un you know the two things I'm doing now, which I love, is under eye concealer. Beauty Counter has an under eye concealer pen. Go a shade lighter if you want to, to put it under your eyes and brighten your eyes for that like real housewives look. And then wait, I love what look what. <laughs> I call it the, I call it the Real Housewives look. Do you? You know you what I've always shows? wanted to look like. <laughs> what? A Real Housewife. <laughs> Go on. Here's how you do it, folks. Um, I just like I watch those shows and I'm like, how are their eyes so bright? Um, under eye concealer. Under eye concealer. Also put a little bit on, on the bridge of your nose and right above your eyebrows. Um, blend it in. Go a shade lighter. You're welcome. And then I use highlighter, so powdered highlighters. So I use a, a like a highlighter that almost looks like a bronzer. And I use that like on the, um, like right underneath your hairline on your forehead and chin and sometimes right on the arch of my nose. Yeah. Highlighters. Love mm -hmm. them. Um, what do you do for makeup now? Or do you? Are you like into it or not? Um, most days I, uh, right now I'm wearing um, do skin uh, only. Uh, I have found that I just, my skin tends to dry out during the day. But if I uh, do a full regimen and then do skin, it stays moisturized all day, which is great. So I always do do skin, sometimes put on tint skin on top of it if I want to like, you know, have a really, really on point uh, look. And then I, I always pencil my eyebrows. Um, and then if I want to put in an extra five minutes, I'll do a, um, a eyeliner and mascara, but that's it. And it's like five, you know what I mean? It's like five minutes tops. Um, so yeah. Yeah. All right, friends, I recently found out that factory farmed meat, specifically meat that has been exposed to hormones, antibiotics and pesticides can directly impact your hormones, specifically estrogen. Yeah, that is crazy. With the growing trend towards estrogen dominance, we're seeing it more and more, not to mention the incredible strain that conventional farming puts on our land and our soil. Small batch farms like the ones that are a part of Grassroots Farmers Cooperative are needed more than ever. With Grassroots Co-op, you can order meat directly from small-scale farms in the U.S., that put a lot of attention into their production. Their animals are 100% pasture-raised, they live happy lives completely outdoors, and every farm practices regenerative agriculture, which basically means they're reducing carbon emissions and replenishing the nutrients in the soil rather than depleting them. That makes me smile. Um, it's truly incredible what they're doing. They're actually reversing the damage we've done to the environment with factory farming. And while all of that is really incredible and it's important, can I just say that the meat tastes absolutely delicious. It is some of the best meat I have ever cooked with. Grassroots Co-op is offering our listeners $40 off your first box plus free shipping. That is an incredible deal. Go get all of your delicious 100% pasture-raised meat right now. You won't be signed up for any subscriptions. You can just order a box, pack it with the cuts of meats that you want, and get it shipped directly to you for totally free. And fun fact... 
Grassroots Farmers Cooperative is 100% committed to transparency. They are the first and only farmers in the country using consumer-facing blockchain technology, so you can actually track every step of the journey from pasture to plate. Get $40 off your first box plus free shipping by going to grassrootscoop.com slash wellfed. Again, that link is grassrootscoop.com slash wellfed. I'll put the link in the show notes. Go to that link, build your first box, and get $40 off plus free shipping. All right, Natalie asks, I'd love some recommendations for natural pain relief, for example, for headaches, cramps, etc. I would love to know, are you still getting headaches and how do you manage those? Woo-wee! I <laughs> <laughs> love talking about headaches. Um, quick rundown. I'll try, try so hard to be quick. Um, I will only talk about headaches because it's the only kind of pain that like is really consistent in my life. Um, painkillers don't do it for me. Uh, actually naproxen does sometimes, but other, other ones don't. And I, I, I just don't see the point in taking all of these painkillers for nothing, you know, cause they, they can, uh, be bad for your digestive system in a number of ways. Um, the things that help with my headaches, the most important thing about headaches is to know when they're coming and stop them before they get there. I get headaches from muscle tension, from exposure to, uh, I think we talked about this recently, the artificial fragrances, uh, artificial lights, bright lights, um, and uh, stress, of course. So the most effective things for me, one, uh, heat helps manage the headache, but won't necessarily make it go away. So a hot shower, uh, a rice bag in the microwave or like a hot water bottle, um, those things can be uh, your best friend. I really like those a lot. Um, sometimes uh, high intensity exercise helps if I can make myself do it because it will uh, help my blood vessels constrict, right? Um, the, uh, the vast majority of headache pain actually comes from when uh, your blood vessels, uh, okay, they like uh, – touch, it goes blood vessel, nerve, muscle, like kind of, and that's a, like a layer. And so if your blood vessels expand or your blood pressure goes high or your muscles constrict, you'll pinch the nerves between them, right? So anything that you can do to uh, either relax your muscles, to uh, relax your blood vessels. And so uh, oxygen is important for blood vessels. Calming down is important for blood vessels. And so meditating is, is great for that. Um, or constrict your blood vessels will help reduce the pain of a headache. Um, so I will, like I said, I will uh, do heat, hot showers, sleep if, uh, if I can. Um, stretching and massages are wonderful if, if you can. Uh, and then uh, meditating is actually one of the only things that can really, uh, really help me. Um, and actually on the Calm app, I use uh, their breathing exercise. And it goes like, bum, bum, bum. Like it makes these different sounds for it. And you like breathe in and then you hold and then you exhale. And so it forces you to breathe slowly. Because even when you meditate, you can end up you know, losing track of your breathing, you can end up breathing faster than than you want to be. But if you're if you have something timing your breaths, then you can force yourself to slow down your breathing. And yesterday I did that. And after, you know, I felt the headache coming on and after about 10 minutes of breathing like that, it was, you know, much, much reduced. So those are some, you know, very, uh, you know, very quick tips, but they're the things that are really helping me a lot right now. 
Oh, caffeine. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. True. I just never thought you'd be the person that was doing yoga and drinking coffee. Um, I am more. I am more on. basic than we ever than I ever pretended. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're recording it and putting it on Instagram. <laughs> um, I will say. Magnesium, so like for body aches and stuff, magnesium oil, so the one that you apply transdermally is very helpful. Um, I have experimented with high dose curcumin, which is the active component from um, turmeric. It's, I, I don't know, like I think it can definitely help, but it hasn't resolved my issues per se. Truthfully, natural some recommendations for natural pain relief would be physical therapy. That's how, and chiropractic care, um, start there. Um, but for joint pain and stuff, you can try high dose curcumin. I'll link to the one that I use in the show notes and then also glucosamine and conjoint and sulfates for joint issues. So if you have just had surgery or you have joint, joint issues, take glucosamine, you can take some, um, oh, uh, collagen. So collagen peptides and then conjoint and sulfates. They're health like components of joint tissue and so it'll help some reduce some joint pain and then also red light therapy um which i'll be talking more about later but that's been helpful when i i'm getting a lot of tension now in my neck just from carrying around a a big baby like i I told stuff i call him my big baby um so that's that's all been helpful uh jennifer how to gracefully step away from doing too much getting over fomo Oh, yeah. So I have one major realization that I think helps me with my FOMO, uh, which is that uh, the fear of missing out comes from, uh, A, your desire to maximize your life, which I think is great, um, and B, your, uh, your perception that you choosing like making the right choice, like that you can make the right choice about your life, right? So like if I stay home, I have fear of missing out because I'm pretty sure that I should have gone to that party thing, right? Or maybe I should go to that party thing. But here's the thing. <laughs> to to think that you can predict what would be better for you or not is kind of, while there's some legitimacy there, you also can never ultimately know what's going to be better for you or not. And you will never know what might happen in any circumstance, right? Ever. And you just, there's too many variables, too many things you don't know. They are unknown unknowns, right? You just like don't know. And so what's, A, what's the point in thinking about where else you could be when you could just be where you are, right? If you're satisfied with every moment, then who cares where else you could be? Um, and B, to think that being anywhere else is better for for you is perhaps to like be hubristic or to not understand that you actually don't know what will be the best for your life. Like my 2019 was awful and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And yet being in all of the places where I was ended up making my life better. So like the, that's how I have sort of loosened my grip on, on the fear of missing out is sort of understanding that I, actually have no idea how anything is ever going to pan out in any given circumstance. I can make guesses, but you have no idea. You don't, and you don't have control. No. I'm going to leave it at that because I don't have any tips on getting – I don't really have FOMO. I don't really get out, so <laughs> I, I have no reason to have FOMO. Um, 
get back to me in a few years. So Jody asks how to know when you are exercising too much or within or with too much intensity that is good for your health. Steph, I know you're doing some intense stuff. Like what are your thoughts on that right now? Cause I, and you're intermittent fasting too. So how does that all work? And how are you, how are you, I know you're very intentional. So talk to us about that. <laughs> I was actually just going to be like, you yeah. know what? Noelle knows more about this. I'll give it to Noelle. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I actually started uh, sprinting for 30 minutes every morning. Um, And then I also started waking up in the middle of the night and I didn't know if it was related. And so I tried to incorporate, I tried to move my meals around. I tried to eat more carbohydrate um, and really neither of those did it. And then uh, some of my stress went away. (laughs) And so I started sleeping through the night again. So I actually think it it was more the stress and maybe actually I was eating like uh, maybe I was overcompensating and doing too many carbs at night. So yeah, I am really intentional. I have been sprinting in the mornings. If you're, if you start waking up in the middle of the night, that's a problem. If you start feeling really bone dead tired, that's a problem. And if you feel like you don't want to exercise and you make yourself do it anyway, that's a problem. So what I do is just like, and if you have soreness, if you're sore or if your body is underperforming, like I went out dancing and I didn't have the same kind of strength I normally have, probably because I was pushing my body too hard. I was like, okay, I clearly need to incorporate a couple of off days a week. Uh, And so today I did nothing. I really felt like I wanted to do something like in some ways, but in other ways I like, I heard my bones being like, do not do this. (laughs) So, so I didn't. And um, I think when you're doing high intensity stuff, you just really have to tune in to your energy. And well, that's, you know, and that's what I've been doing. And so now I'm sleeping. Okay. Because when I hear my bones saying, don't do this, I don't. Um, And I think that that's just really important to listen to and to, you know, remember that rest is important for your health as well. Yeah. Training the where it clicked for me was that training equals work plus rest. You do not you do not make like gains from your training unless you actually rest from it. So where you're essentially when you are training, when you're doing exercising and high intensity work, you're breaking down your body and your rest is where you become stronger. So that has to be a very integral part. And, um, you know, I think the mental component is huge. So like Stephanie just said, like, if you feel like you don't want to work out and you're pushing yourself to do it, that's a huge sign, but also just being excessively sore. If you have a nagging pain, that's a huge sign. That is the start of a overuse injury and it can turn into a much longer injury if you don't nip it in the bud um so are you feeling weak are you feeling off um steph mentioned you know are you not feeling that into it and if you're just overly fatigued and drained and if you have too much if you're having a lot of sleep disturbances you know exercise is stress and so we have to put that into context okay i'm exposing my body to more stress can it take it on right now um Okay, and the last question is from Jen. Alcohol and anxiety. Does alcohol even fit into a well-fed lifestyle? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I I do actually, when I saw this question, I got excited because I do want to talk about it. Um, I'm not sure if it's asking about the relationship between alcohol and anxiety. If it is, I want to be very clear that... uh, (laughs) Some coping strategies are healthier than others. Um, And I know that pretty much all of our lives are ping-ponging between various coping strategies because we're human. Um, I don't think 
alcohol is the best. Now, if you're extremely intentional and know that you won't like get a dependency, fine, you know, have a glass of wine at the end of the day. But I, I am a big proponent of facing our mental health issues, you know, the things we struggle with and dealing with them head on. And this can take time and it can be painful, but I actually personally, uh, I, I like wine. I I have a gin collection. Like (laughs) I'm looking at it right now. I have a gin collection and I like wine, uh, but I never, I never drink to try to make myself not feel something because that's, that's escapism in a way that could be really unhealthy and usually makes it worse. <laughs> like uh, one time in my life, I, I was sad and I drank because I was sad and I ended up way more sad than when I started. So that was just like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, can alcohol outside of anxiety fit into a, a well-fed lifestyle? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, actually, studies on alcohol consumption have been very conflicting and in terms of whether it is associated with ill or good health. And I think that has a lot to do with the life that it is folded into. You know, are you drinking because you're out being social and you have a little bit of wine or you have a little bit of a hard alcohol, you know, you're not pounding down sugar the whole time um, or gluten in your beer or what have you. Uh, Yeah, that's generally associated with positive health benefits and, you know, toxic Uh, chronic drinking on your own that's associated with negative health, you know? And so I really think it's just a matter of how you fold it into your life picture and always, always, always be intentional. If you see a potential for you to have some sort of dependency, or if you notice that you're not sleeping well when you drink or anything, right? Just watch it and be like, oh, okay. Right? Like, that's a flag and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to manage it, right? You always want to be the captain of your ship. (laughs) You don't want alcohol to be the captain of your ship. You don't want sugar to be the captain of your ship. You can have a little bit of sugar, obviously. And I think you can have a little bit of alcohol and other things, (laughs) you know, but I, I don't think, you know, I just don't think that we should engage with things that have power over us. So that's sort of my take on how you can or cannot fit alcohol into a well-fed lifestyle. I think so. I do think so. I think that, yeah, it has to be done intentionally and with a lot of thought and a thought behind why you are engaging and, and all the things. But it's another sort of um, stress reliever. And again, this isn't advice for everybody. I know that it can for some and it can't for others. And I think that that's the, the end the end. Uh, answer is it depends. But I do. I intentionally I I can't drink many things. Um, I I don't I don't love alcohol. I don't really love the way it makes me feel digestively. I always had problems drinking beer. It always made me feel really sick. So I just never was like, oh, I really want to fit in and drink. Like I I didn't drink a ton at all in college. Now when I do, it's um, I have very. <laughs> I, I, I sound like such a snood. I'm sorry, but I have to drink either Tito's or Ciroc, something that is like a, just a vodka that, it, and that doesn't bother me digestively. And I just mix it with something yummy, like, uh, <laughs> like kombucha or <laughs> there is also, um, let me, oh, and I have something for you too. And there is also, um, a, a 
Azevia? Azevia? I don't know exactly how that's supposed to be pronounced, but I love those. I love mixing those. And we do. I do have a drink once or twice a week with my husband at night, and we just enjoy it. Um, Wine makes me really tired, so I don't love that, but I need to try some, like, sulfate-free wines. Um, I've been dying to try dry, Dry Farms wines. I just haven't gotten into it yet. And... They now, okay, so I just went to Whole Foods. Um, I rarely go there anymore, but I, uh, they have a, a new, like, actual hard kombucha. So you can get hard kombuchas, like hard GTs. GTS is the kombucha brand. But it's not quite like having a drink. Mm-hmm. It's like barely. This is actually like hard kombucha, and it was pretty dang good. It's sort of like, you know, like a cider. Um, okay. And it was good. I don't remember the brand, but I liked it. So, and that seems, so check your, check your Whole Foods. It's probably near the cider stuff, but I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. So. Okay. And I don't really know. I haven't, have, have you, and so it, it doesn't heighten your anxiety or depress your anxiety at all. Does it when you drink? Um, well. Or does it? Again, like I try to avoid drinking when, when. I feel a particularly strong emotion, but also um, my life has <laughs> been a little bit hard of late. So um, I definitely think it, it, I think what alcohol does um, for me mentally is that helps sh- shut off a lot of, you know, it helps me be present in the moment and shut off a, a you know, a little bit, like a lot of the stuff that I might otherwise pick at. And so in that way, like, yeah, I, I, I guess like it can help me set aside maybe that's a good way to put it help me set aside some anxieties for a little bit um but it you know not not in a huge way and I try not to again I try not to use it as as a way to do that um yeah 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 no I I completely agree yeah okay that's it do you have anything else to add Stephanie? no what a what a upbeat note to end on (laughs) happy five years folks happy five years (laughs) cheers (laughs) Uh, cheers <laughs> cheers hey let us know if you drink alcohol or if you don't or if you think it fits into a well-fed lifestyle like i'm sure there are differences of differences of opinion but i do think um what you said stuff was great join us on facebook join our group follow us on instagram at well-fed women and you can still send questions to our gmail account it's wellfedwomen at gmail.com thank you guys so much for being here we will talk to you next week 